Hey, everybody. This is Tippett Show. And today we are joined by a uh, special co-host, Chris Karabatz. And so uh, Chris has been a guy who uh, we've been talking with uh, over, a little over a year, just always is you know super informative. knows everything that's going on about finance, economics, crypto, wealth and knowledge. So it's great to have Chris on the show today. But what we are going to talk about today is the notion that Trump nationalize the Federal Reserve. This has been a topic that we've heard a lot of people talk about, especially you know in our realm. And so here we go, are pulling up an article saying, we did it. Trump ends the Fed as we know it. And this is from John Michael Chambers. I don't know who he is, but he appears to be a Q, one of these Q people. And so the reason why I'm pointing this out is that th this type of thinking is permeated by a lot of people. A lot of people out there believe this. A lot of people are coming up to me and saying, hey, Tim, we did it. Trump nationalized the Federal Reserve. You've got to be super happy about what's going on. And just unfortunately, that's not really the case. And so as we go on in the article, it says winning. Those of us who are awake have been talking about this day for many, many years. I have written about it in my articles and in my book. Sorry for everyone that read that, I guess. Trump and the Resurrection of America, as well as having spoken about it on scores of media platforms, including my own show, News Behind the News. So it's kind of funny that we're Change the News channel and he's News Behind the News. So I think uh, after this, we'll see a little bit insight into who's more accurate over here. So we and others were right. And now the day has finally arrived. This is what winning looks like. I mean, come on, this is what winning looks like? I mean, this was written a, a week ago. This is how you resurrect America, by seizing control of the money supply, system and currency from a group of dominant international private corporation globalist bankers. The power step by step is being restored to the people. Q or QAnon has told us this going back to 2018. Follow the cube. So, Chris, what do you uh, what do you make of this? Are you on board that Trump just nationalized the Fed? This is a new day for America, and that we should all be out there celebrating, doing backflips, but obviously not celebrating outside because if we're outside, that's only what thought criminals do. Because we should all be sheltering in place, right? This is uh, I don't know where to even start with how stupid this is like for one thing it's like yes the the problem with the fed is that it wasn't under control of the government enough that was the big problem with the fed everything else is fine just the government needs to control more that's obviously not the case the problem with the fed is that it's corrupted our entire money supply and yeah there are private bankers who are profiting off of it sure that's what they always do but it's not like they're going to suddenly stop because the treasury is more involved i feel like people like this somehow think that the federal reserve is just some um, innocent organization out there that's just doing their darndest to do their best by the people and that now that the government's involved they'll they'll politicize it they'll get it under control the right thinkers where that's obviously not the case the people well, i don't the even fed, know if that's i don't, I don't even know if that's what they're thinking i think these are people that hate the government hate the federal reserve i mean guilty on both both accounts right there yeah you know so guilty on that one but they they now think that trump because he's this white knight that's riding in that he has somehow saved the day and he's pulled a fast one on them and so what the federal reserve does is they their only product is debt. They issue debt. I mean, we've got you know the Trump Make America Great Again money gun. Oh, but it's broken right now, so I have to go fix that next time. How appropriate! It's like everything else, made in China. So go go figure with that. But uh, what is going on with with this is that with the Federal Reserve printing debt, and I mean it says kings of ransom behind me, to because we our money is being held ransom by bankers that never had our money to begin with, and then we then have to borrow our own money into existence. And it's just the biggest fraud that's ever been perpetuated. It should be gone. It should be getting rid of. There shouldn't be any trimming around the edges. But when they produce debt, we are now enslaved to them because they are the ones who own the money. And so by them printing up, you know, what's going to amount to over six trillion this round, and then I mean I, we have some bets going on how long, how much it's going to the Fed's balance sheet will be by the end of the month. 
Uh, I put my guess in at 7.35 trillion. John Snyson, our good friend, put it in at 8 trillion. Do you have, do you have any guesses of where it might be by the end of the month? Well, we put in what? Something like 560 billion. It was 1.1 trillion in the span of four weeks, I think. Yeah, so we're up to about 5.8. Eight. eight now yeah so i mean the easy bet would be right around the 7.5 number so i think eight's a little bit high unless things oh, man, you're, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna prices right me get me right in yeah there. yeah like, seven point you said 7.35 so 7.36 one dollar <laughs> all the way up yeah. all the way up to that. <laughs> no, no but i mean that that's that's where i think where they're going to keep going then again with this whole backstropping thing that we're just talking about now who knows how much the treasury will try to buy up with their own quantitative easing or whatever they're calling it at this point and with a you know we've already had the three different bills coming out that are you know it took the third one to get oh, money mcconnell back says there's hands. a fourth there's a fourth yep. bill in play now so don't forget about that one yep so the fourth one's in play and that's going to be at least another two trillion though i think they were talking about backstropping the uh local and state governments there which who knows how much money that could be I mean, so, look yeah, at the so, Illinois pension fund. I mean, they were only 25% funded before all this kicked off. And now we think that that's, uh, I mean, I mean, I can't, I mean, if you are in Illinois and you are banking on getting a pension, I'd like to know uh, what, what you're smoking over there because there's no way before all this kicked off, there was no way, even if things were going rosy and it were like the stock market was just going up 9% a year. I'm still saying there's no way you're ever going to get your money if you're in Illinois. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've got this article going on with, uh, you know, QAnon over here. And I've gotten attacked a lot by the QAnon people, but QPost 3904 dated March 27, 2020 stated the Patriots are now in control of the Federal Reserve System. And indeed we are. This is part of the overall global financial reset, but it's not a reset of the currency itself. That comes later. The restructure has begun. President Trump has brought the Fed actions into the Treasury. Here it is. You've got to check out HR 748 CARE Act. Check on page 740, 549 and boom. Well, guess what? We already have it pulled up. And basically what it says is that, uh, you know, essentially that the Fed gets, the Treasury is going to backstop the losses. And so what happens is the Fed, they get to keep 94% of all the profits. They spin it as they give back 6% of, they keep 6% of all the gains how they spin it as. So just like it used to be the Department of Defense, then it became the Department of, uh, Department of War, then it became Department of Defense. And, uh, you know, just from all these, you know, propagandas, Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda, is the one who got the name changed on all that stuff. But what does it even mean when we're saying the Patriots are now in charge? I mean, who's in charge of the Treasury? Steve Mnuchin? A Goldman Sachs weasel is now the Patriot that's in charge of all this? I mean, give me a break, Chris. It's, it's insane. I mean, you know, it would be one thing if Trump has ever actually managed to drain any part of the swamp. But we're almost four years into it, and what what have we accomplished here? Nothing. I, I had some hopes for Trump when he first came along, but he has not fulfilled them. He has been stymied by the same bureaucrats and career politicians and everything that have just been around since forever. I mean, all the same people are still in charge. All the same bankers still have their fingers and everything. All the same money men are still everywhere. So what difference is this going to really make? Joe Which Biden's means, still sniffing people's hairs when he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's a, here's a make, signed Make America Great Again hat that I bought before the election because I decided to leave the Libertarian Party and try to convince people to vote for Trump. It was where my daughter happened to be born on his first day in office and I was wearing a Trump shirt and I had a six foot two life-size Trump behind me. So you can't come over here. And so, but then as soon as he picked Jerome Powell, I knew it was all going downhill. I knew they're going to pull the rug from him, under him. All of my podcasts are warning. They're going to pull the rug from him. Stop embracing the economy. Live by the sword, die by the sword. And guess what? The sword is the economy. The sword is the stock market. 
everyone got all the Q people, especially especially the Q people, got wrapped up in this. Keep America great, the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. All the BS that we've been talking about for quite some time, and it's you people are the ones who literally are going to now cause a heart. But you know, the socialists are already in there. We have Republican. I mean, it's better described as fascism. But uh, I mean, if we go back to the article over here, and then we're going to skip along here. In this Bloomberg opinion article uh, published by Yahoo yesterday, the Fed's cure risk being worse than the disease. disease. And it's funny because they do leave out one of the one of the key elements. And the key element that they leave out from this is that the Fed is in a first loss position. What does this mean? In essence, the Treasury, not the Fed, is buying all these securities and backstopping of the loans. The Fed is acting as banker and providing financing. The Fed hired BlackRock Inc., of course it did, uh, to purchase these securities and handle the administration of the special permanent vehicles on behalf of the owner, the Treasury. And so what is going on is that the money that gets made uh, that you know, 6% profit, the Fed gets to keep, guess what? There's not going to be any profit from this. There's going to be massive losses and those losses get stuck on the people. And so we get screwed by this even harder. And now all these idiots are running around saying, oh, look at a great thing that Trump did because now Trump saved the economy and Trump nationalized the Federal Reserve and he got rid of the Federal Reserve uh, and he merged the Fed into the Treasury. Wrong, 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 wrong. It's even worse now. The Fed now owns more stuff. The Fed now owns the corporations because they are buying the corporate bonds. They're going to own the municipalities. They're going to own. Uh, they're going to start owning stock here probably pretty soon. I mean, watch watch out for that one. I mean, the Fed, uh, Boston Fed President Rosengren is even coming out and saying that. And so, I mean, to me, I mean, and let's just see if we keep going on over here. I mean, sorry to be ragging on the Q people. Well, I guess you know, not sorry. Q and on update, March twenty seventh. The scheme essentially merges the Fed and Treasury into one organization. So meet your new Fed chairman. Donald Trump. Guess what? There shouldn't be a Fed chairman. So I don't give a rat's you know what the Fed, that Trump is now the chairman of it because all he's great. So we've gotten all the patriots, all the conservatives, anyone that gave a damn about the budget. Trump even said in January, budget? Who cares about a budget? We got a country now. Well, guess what? Well, now we don't have a country. The debt's exploding. The debt, debt to GDP is going to go hyperbolic because you're seeing massive increases to the deficit while massive decreases to the revenue. It's probably going to get up to like, I don't know, like 140, 150% GDP very, very soon here, depending on how you count it. Even because when it, they count the debt, they don't even count things like, like uh, Social Security. That does, that's not counted in the 23 trillion or probably, probably higher than that now. Medicare, yeah. which is an even bigger obligation than that. They don't count like any natural disasters that occur throughout the years. All these numbers don't count. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing really, really well right now financially. If you don't count my mortgage, my student loans, my uh, my energy costs, my healthcare costs, you know, my kids' schooling. Like, if you don't count any of that, yeah, I'm doing great. And that's exactly what we are as a country. Uh, basically, just turned into a big freaking joke, uh, in my opinion. And we're in a worse position because we're in a worse position because now, if I try to ring the alarm bell, now I'm just a libtard. I don't know what I'm saying. That I'm just a Trump derangement syndrome. When I had a six foot two life side of Trump behind me and basically broke relations with my father in law over you know the fact that I like Donald Trump and broke relations with lots of people and have hundreds of people I went to college with who won't even talk to me anymore. And yet now I'm just some libtard because I'm upset that the debt is being raised faster than ever. Well, I mean, Trump even this last week said, you know, it doesn't make any sense that there are 30 million people in this country without insurance. I mean, Trump is running to the left of Biden right now. He's basically doing everything Bernie would have done in office anyway. I mean, this, this whole thing is, is absolutely crazy, you know? It just costs, you know, $1,200 to turn a QAnon guy into a socialist, apparently. And 
this is this but is meanwhile we had to take on sixty thousand dollars worth of debt for our family for every family four to get thirty thousand and it doesn't take a financial advisor to figure that out i mean i think anybody can figure out that that's a bad deal yeah. Yeah, that, that, that math is very easy. And if we think it's going to be just that, I mean, we know that a lot of this other debt stuff that, you know, we'll just get our $1,200, but everything else in that bill is just going to keep getting rolled on and on and on and on and on. And maybe they'll give us another $1,200 in exchange for $6 trillion later on. Yeah, it's, the $1,200 will be gone before it's even here, but the tyranny that is coming from this, that's all going to stay. I mean, that's a pretty safe bet in that one. Oh yeah, I mean, just just like the Patriot Act from 2001. I mean, this is going to be no different. There's going to be lasting uh, societal change from this, and they're going to take every opportunity they can to take our liberties from us. You know, I mean, already all we have to do is look at the nonsense going on about this virus and they're, how they're trying to destroy our local communities by forcing us to stay in home, closing local farmer markets, arresting people for surfing alone at the beach. I mean, this is this is all absolutely ridiculous. This is this is a dystopian nightmare we're living in right now. Yeah, 1984 is a little bit too late. And I think uh, we're going to continue the conversation on to the, the next video. But the last thing we're going to talk about in this video is Jim Grant. So he's one of the few economists out there who I actually do respect. There's very few people who call themselves economists that I respect. He's one of them. Jim Grant warns the Fed are the firemen and are also the arsonists. And for me, I mean, that's just a perfect headline that they're the ones who created the fire. And now we're like, oh, we need to go put it out. So it's like the uh, Hegelian dialectic of problem reacts to solution. So we create the problem. We've already, we wait for the reaction. The reaction is come and save me. And then we've got the solution. So the solution is digital dollar, universal basic income, eventually tying that in with some sort of social credit, tying that in with you need a vaccine to travel, tying it into you know, everything. I mean, so that's where things are going. The Fed created this problem. The government created the problem. And by making the Fed even bigger, owning more of us, I don't see how that's going to save us. Really appreciate you guys watching this video and for the likes and the shares and the subscribes. Uh, we are a new channel here, so all that stuff really helps us grow. Now, we're going to continue the conversation on to the next channel. We're going to talk about you know, what's coming up this week in the stock market, some crazy news, uh, obviously, regarding you know, uh, you know, what just, just the societal impact that all this uh, you know, government shutdown is having on everybody. But definitely appreciate, appreciate everyone's help uh, for watching this, spreading the news. And uh, thank you for Chris coming on. And Chris, can you let people know where they can find uh, more information about uh, yourself and Follow me on Twitter at Zaphoid, Z-A-P-H-O-I-D. And to work in the cryptocurrency realm, check me out at smartcash.cc for uh, crypto, whose team I'm on right now. All right, thanks, guys. You guys, uh, thelibertyadvisor.com or thelibertyadvisorshow.com for all the different places you can find all the uh, propaganda that I'm spreading hey around. Hey, guys, this is Take Tip of Show with the Liberty Advisor. Yeah. Joined again with Chris Carabats of Zaphoid on Twitter is where you can find him. Not of Zaphoid, he is Zaphoid <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, I only took two seconds to mess that up, but we're going to roll with this. So what we're going to talk about today is the upcoming, uh, upcoming market, what we, what we got to look forward to. And uh, what we got to look forward to is Donald Trump. Uh, actually, it's not Donald Trump, but after record rally, oil faces collapse as new feud erupts between Saudis and Russia. Monday, OPEC meeting is canceled. And so I think, uh, you know, one of the you know, crazy points of this is that, you know, Trump wants to make sure that he makes oil prices higher. And can yeah. you kind of explain the craziness of this, Chris? Oh, th this is basically Trump is working really hard to make everything more expensive for us because as oil goes up, everything goes up because, well, we need oil to get food. We need oil to get anything. So this low oil price is really the, the highlight in this whole disaster that's going on right now because at least it's keeping some of the prices from going up because it's cheaper to get stuff around. If that actually went up, uh, if we were at, you know, back at $60 or a barrel oil, everything would just be falling apart right now with uh, how expensive it would all be.
release now, it's cheap to get stuff around so we can have theoretically cheaper food and such than we otherwise would. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then here we are, we need to bail out to oil companies who've made all this money. And guess what? It's not like oil is going away. I mean, it's, it's, if, if anything, I mean, it's just, just more government intervention into all this stuff. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve should have never lent all that cheap money. The banks should have never lent all that cheap money. It's not our fault that, you know, about was it 10% of the triple C bond market. So for those of you who don't know, that is the lowest possible uh, basic criteria before you're bankrupt. 10% of that money of that market is uh, it, are the oil companies. And then even if you take a look at, you know, the triple B bonds, which are the one notch away from being, uh, being junk bonds, uh, which is still far from triple C, but it's a very quick, very quick slide. So I mean, you, a lot of times you see, that, you know, somebody go from triple A to A to boom, junk, and then now it's gone. And so that's what we see a lot of times, you know, continually happen. Well, yeah. And remember that Moody's last year cut Ford to junk. I mean, there's a lot of big companies that are junk bond status now, and that's not a great place for our economy to be in. And we're all there simply because it's so much easier to borrow money now than actually save and invest. And that's the Fed's doing. The Fed has put us in the situation. This is horrible moral hazard for all the corporations who get bailed out. And now we're in the situation we're in, and it's not a good situation. Yeah, I feel like, uh, Wolf, we're in the situation room. So here we are, and then we have... Uh, <laughs> So we have, uh, I did see an article earlier today, just, uh, you know, riffing off this one is where it showed that Ford was urging an, like a re, uh, basically a redo of cash for clunkers program, where that was a program where uh, basically you could turn in perfectly good working cars, they would give you between like two and I think $4,500. And then for that, uh, you know, essentially, it was just basically a huge giveaway to the to the auto man manufacturers. But you know, looking ahead to the markets this week, we've got an article, uh, you know, over here from the New York Post. Uh, that shows most Americans will stay home this month, even if lockdown lifted, according to a poll. While 87% of the American public is staying home, regardless of whether or not it's mandated by state or local municipalities, most plan on continuing to do so for all of April, according to the poll taken by the Huffington Post. Meanwhile, just 7% of Americans say they're not sheltering in place, while another 6% remain unsure. These citizens are most likely in North Dakota, South Dakota, Arkansas, Iowa or Nebraska, which have no stay-at-home orders in place. Meanwhile, the survey shows 79% versus 9% of Americans say that the states have issued stay-at-home orders, made the right decision in doing so. So, I mean, what do you what do you think, Chris? Do you think it's the right decision? I know I know Luke would definitely you know be down our throats and say it's definitely the right decision to stay at home. Uh, but you know what do you? And it's not a necessarily white or black answer. Uh, but you know what, what do you think on this? It, it really isn't. I mean, I've, I've kind of been taking coronavirus seriously since January when, you know, China shut down their economy because China doesn't shut down their economy to save a few thousand lives. I mean, that's not the Chinese way. They will intentionally kill thousands of people a day just to keep making cheap shoes for us. Uh, but Especially I with think people, slave labor, it's like slave labor to make cheap shoes. So you get LeBron James talking, you know, one of to have all these social justice warrior tweets. Yet they won't address it. the main elephant in the room is that all their crap is made by basically slaves over in China. So yeah, and that, that's a whole other topic that we could yeah. talk about for hours. So I guess that's probably shouldn't dive down that rabbit hole. But uh, I think people should be 
trying to take precautions right now. I mean, I felt like an idiot yesterday because I wore a bandana because I don't have any M95 masks, but I wore a bandana to Walmart. And I, I hope they're going to come back in fashion because I want people to wear face coverings to style me all the facial recognition stuff that's going around. Well, I felt like an idiot because I uh, left uh, a bunch of N95 masks that I bought like five years ago in my shed and then they like sort of dry rotted out. So the mask works, but then I've got to get like a new like strap or something. Uh, like yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think I feel like talking about that doubles down on my tin hattiness, but whatever. Um, I think people are right to stay at home. I don't think that they should be shutting down businesses the way they are. This is ridiculous. I mean, we have like 30,000 restaurants nationwide have already basically done. Uh, 110,000 are at risk or whatever they're calling it. I mean, all these small businesses are just going to fail. You can't shut down bits and pieces of the economy without basically shutting down the whole economy because this everything is intertwined. If you need to know how a complex economy works, just read the essay, I pencil, and go through that. Learn about how it's an intertwined mess and one little bit affects everything else, and nobody can manage the whole thing intelligently. That's the knowledge problem. That's why socialism and communism don't work. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But yeah. Now now we've got the CDC guidance on face masks coming within days, and so yes. Trump is saying he doesn't think that they'll be mandatory, but says if people want to wear them, they can. Uh, Trump says of the plan to help pre prevent the wider spread of the novel coronavirus. But you know they also then keep saying these timelines and then they want to be really quick about the timelines like oh it's going to be by Easter oh it's going to be by you know April 4th oh it's going to be well, I guess other way around oh it's going to be by this date and I think by continually uh, short changing what your what the goalpost is that mm -hmm. you're then probably greatly lengthening how long it's going to take so not that I'm like advocating for some authoritarian clampdown but you know if you're going to I guess do it you know, I don't know might as well do it right uh, you know uh, half-ass authoritarians <laughs> that they have now that's going to come back again. now obviously I'm not advocating yes. for any of this I don't think that you're a communist now Tim it's official Fascist, right? <laughs> fascist. Sorry, you're a fascist now, Tim. But yeah, that, that's. I'm a libertarian fascist, so it's okay. I, I, I want to go back to that mask recommendation because I feel like that talks about that, that shows how incompetent the CDC and the FDA have been at handling this whole situation. If we were truly in a free market, we would have had free market tests out in January and February that people could have taken, so you'd have known what was happening then, and people then could have taken informed, knowledgeable decisions to isolate themselves or to wear masks or not. Instead, we had the the uh, FDA and the CDC making faulty tests, only a couple hundred of them, limiting it to just their tests. You couldn't import them, you couldn't make your own, and telling people that, oh no, don't wear masks, they'll just you know, cause you to infect yourself by touching your face too much. Yeah, masks they don't work. That the mask, the mask don't, goes from masks yeah. don't work to uh, you know, don't yeah. get everyone run out and get masks because we need to make sure doctors yeah. and nurses have them to, oh, everybody should be wearing a mask. Well, now oh, they have a Texas are, town of Luddock or something. Now they're finding people if they don't wear masks in public. And, and, this, just, this, and just like a few months ago, they were finding you if you did wear a mask in public because of all the Antifa crap going on in like places, I think like Portland or I don't know. Maybe exactly. Yeah, we're all going to be Antifa apparently. Damn it. This is now, we're going to take all this out of context. Well, Antifa, uh, you know, if Antifa wants to go rail against something, this is, and I've been actually was pointing this out four years ago in, in regards to uh, Japan. For Japan, what they're doing right now is about 87% of their ETF market, their exchange, basically their stock market, they're going in there and just buying up their stock market. So that is the merger of the state and corporations, which is fascism. So where's Antifa talking about fascism when you're actually seeing fascism? And uh, speaking of fascists and fascism, we've got uh, Fauci over here says, lockdown will continue until there are no new cases of COVID-19, which then pertains right into our next article that says, the sledgehammer approach to containment will result in phenomenal economic costs. It goes on to say, the sledgehammer approach being used in most European countries and the United States is turning into a very costly mistake. 
And what I mean by sledgehammer is they haven't planned anything. They just have a blanket program. We're all locked in our condos or houses and can't move as the economy is shut down. And then we see that you know coronavirus job losses could total 47 million. Unemployment rate might hit 32%. And uh, that just makes me wonder. I mean, does the unemployment number still not matter? Like uh, just Mnuchin, it was last week, told us the unemployment rate was just was irrelevant, I think was actually his term, Chris. Yeah, I, I, of course it's irrelevant because they're just going to give us all the money and all the unemployment to keep things going for as long as they can. But no, it's not meaningless. What, what they're doing now is this, you know, we've been in a bubble. I mean, you've been saying we've been in a bubble. I've been saying we've been in a bubble. Everybody knows we've been in a bubble for years. Uh, the corona crisis popped it, but it doesn't matter what popped it. The bubble's popped. And now they're just going to keep things as suppressed as possible so all the bad stuff that happens they are going to just blame on coronavirus not on the fact that they've horribly mismanaged our economy for decades no exactly because you know i'm, I'm thinking that you know essentially initially i think the game plan was you know we're going to blame this on the russians we're going to blame this on the chinese we're going to have some sort of war i think the initial game plan was to have a war with the with the russians and then that i mean that's you can see all that i mean now obviously it looks very very uh you know it looks very obvious that that was the case if you're studying this stuff from a geopolitical standpoint. But I remember telling an intern, it was actually right before the first, uh, I don't know if it was like Malaysian Airlines that got shot down. There's, I mean, there's so many news articles, I can't remember everything, but I think it was 2014. I remember telling my intern at the time that I thought the game plan was to get into a war with Russia and then we could then blame everything on the damn Russians and that things are going great. And so that way you don't have to look at the underlying economy and, and uh, acknowledge that it was all built on a foundation of crap a swamp. I mean, literally, DC is built on a swamp, and so now you. So it doesn't matter that okay that this happened to be the pin, and I think they deliberately released this to make it a pin. But that doesn't mean to say it's not a real thing, and that you shouldn't take some precaution from it. But I mean, just take a look at this chart over here that shows where we're at. This was from a source. JP Morgan was on Zero Hedge today. Uh, US of A is down right over here. So you know, it shows that we still have got some pain to come. But now contrasting this approach with Sweden. Uh, Sweden has taken a slightly different approach to coronavirus than the rest of the world, allowing life to go on as normal with a few key exceptions. And so it's going on to say that you know now that they've just started limiting gatherings to 50 people as of Sunday. And I think you had a, an article too over here on Forbes, if you want to break this down, where it says, as Europe locks down, Sweden takes a liberal approach to coronavirus, which, you know, I hate even when people use the word liberal because, I mean, liberal, I mean, the word liberal means nothing from what it used to mean. Uh, and so in the classical sense of liberal, I think that's what they mean, but not today's more authoritarianism version of liberal, which the Republicans are also authoritarianism. So we've got two wings of the same bird, essentially. Uh, I mean, Chris and I are both libertarians. We both more anarchists, voluntarists that think the whole thing is a big joke to begin with in case, you know, we're going to get that in the comments of, oh, these guys don't realize the whole thing's rigged. So I'm just preempting that because I know it's going to be there in the comments. But uh, what does this uh, article go on to say, Chris, with uh, Sweden taking a more liberal approach to what's going on? Well, they're allowing their citizens to do such reckless things like get a haircut allowing? or go to school or eat at a restaurant. I mean, these are, you know, completely and utterly reckless things in this day and age of the coronavirus epidemic that's sweeping across the country where instead of like, you know, and now they can let people, you know, make their own decision about how much risk they want to take individually in regards to this, which is the right answer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, so liberal that we're able to now, you know, go out and maybe congregate or do something, which I guess we're not able to do that, but, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit here, you know, taking a look at the week forward over here. 
So Goldman warns of significant adverse impact on stocks as 2020 buybacks are cut in half. And this was a key central tenet of the speech I gave at Anna Capoco that I highly recommend you guys go on my channel. So if you guys, and I really do appreciate everyone that has been subbing. I went, you know, like two years, I think having like, you know, basically 20 people following me. And in the past month, I've had 991 new subscribers. So if we can get that extra nine and get that even thousand number, that'd be awesome. So really appreciate, you know, all the love on that. Uh, But yeah, as it relates to these buybacks, I was showing the chart and saying, listen, this entire market, if you take a look at where who's actually been the net buyer of stocks the past 10 years, I look at look at retail, flat, institutions, flat. Uh, you know, basically, uh, yeah, every basically every everybody was flat. All the smart money, flat, hedge fund, flat, everybody flat. And then you look, take a look at corporations themselves, almost, you know, basically let's say a hockey more of a 45 degree angle going up, 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 because they were the corporations were borrowing money. Using that borrowed money for them buy back their own stock, or using the Donald Trump tax cut that was mainly just to allow big companies to repay their own money. Uh, the first tax plan was way better than the one that ended up uh, coming out. It's like one of my first podcasts where I go over what the initial uh, tax cut was at the time. That's of course you know he had to then play to the big S and P five hundred companies, not to the Americans. When it's the big S and P five hundred companies are the ones that hated Donald Trump, and they're the ones who've been the biggest recipient. But oh, now they didn't make a rainy day fund, or oh, they couldn't. Handle, you know, not having, uh, you know, business as usual for two weeks, and now we've got to give, you know, all these guys who spent ninety six percent of free cash flow talking about the airlines, we've got to give them all this free money because it's not enough. But now, as part of the stipulation, I'm not sure if they cut it out or not because there's been so many bills going back and forth, and maybe Chris knows that I did see some scuttlebutt, and initially they weren't allowed to buy back their own stock, and now they might be able to. So I'm not sure at that. But anyways, the companies don't have the cash to do anything, let alone buy back their own stock. And so I expect that buybacks cut in half to actually shrink to eventually cutting down to like 25% to eventually cutting down even further, unless they're just using this free money to then buy back their own stock if they allow them to or not. And you know, guess what? You shouldn't be buying, but you should be selling the stock that you bought back at all time highs like idiots. You should be selling that back and then getting that, getting that stock back out there to the ethos and using that money to recapitalize yourself, not using my tax money. And that does not make me some sort of libtard because I don't want the government stepping in and basically creating this fascistic type system uh, that's, that's absolutely going crazy. And then this, that their actions are then lo- leading to you know civil unrest. We see looting waves going on in New York City amid this coronavirus crisis. Right? I think I saw somewhere in the article that you know they said here we go a record seventy five percent jump in burglaries. I mean, who would have thought that you know <laughs> uh, letting all these people out would you know do that? Well, and, and didn't I, didn't they say that they were no longer going to arrest people for burglaries and stuff in all these big cities? So yeah, I mean, we're, we're, no wonder we had a record number of gun purchases in March. Yeah, and then you've even got you know uh, just kind of skipping gears are a little bit away from the market, but you've got even Joe Rogan saying he'd he'd rather uh, you know vote for Donald Trump than vote for uh, Joe Biden, and so you know and I've been saying this all along that I really did think that uh, Trump was going to lose the second he picked Jerome Paul as the Fed chair, and everyone said mm-hmm. that I was crazy because my biggest everyone would say, well Tim, what's your big problem with Donald Trump? And I would say this is going on like almost four years now. I would say it's the economy, and they're like, wait, 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 wait. wait. You're mad at Donald Trump because of the economy, and I would say yes. I'm, I'm, I am super pissed at his managing the economy because he managed to make this bubble that we're already in even bigger. And then when he pops it, more people can get wrecked, and then all the conservatives, and I'll put that in air quotes, we're going to be the ones who get the blame. And I'm not aligning myself with Donald Trump, the Republicans. 
I hopped off this train a long time ago, was telling people they need to be wary of everything that's going on. And so I hate being right on this stuff. I really do. Uh, and, but, you know, at least we're not quite like Nazi Germany, according to some places where we do have, and I'll give credit where credit's due, in Maine, they have uh, sheriffs that are saying this is not Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia where you were asked for your papers. Oh, wait, that's Delaware. So you've got a freedomphoenix.com. A good friend, Aaron Turncock, is reporting on this. Where Delaware State Police are authorized to pull over out-of-state drivers <laughs> during the pandemic simply for creating the crime of being out-of-state. And I think you had sent me an article. I don't have it up now where it was about like liquor stores, people crossing states. Can you go into Yeah, Del- Delaware where it was either fining people or pulling people over from Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania, all the liquor stores were closed. So people in Pennsylvania have to drive across state lines to get, you know, booze. Like this is back in the 1920s, not the 2020s. It's the prohibition era in Pennsylvania right now. So they have to go to Delaware and there was a huge backup on I-95 into Florida because they were stopping people to look for people from New York. And then New, uh, Rhode Island was going door to door with the sh- police department and the National Guard to identify people who came from New York. So they were forcing them to self-isolate for 14 days. And I could go on and on about the ridiculousness of the different states right now and how they're enforcing papers, please, across the country. Yeah, I mean, the last uh, little antidote story I want to uh, bring up with that is back when they had, and it's weird because when I was born, uh, my dad was really, I think my dad was, uh, he just turned 20. So he was in this weird period where he, uh, at 18 could drink. Then he, then they changed the law to 19. So he could drink, then couldn't drink. Then he could drink. Then he had me, then couldn't drink. And then he could drink again. And so then people, <laughs> what they would do is they would then go across state lines. And so let's say you're in New York and you go to Pennsylvania. And so then if you're, if you were, we're not advocating, you know, uh, drinking and driving obviously, but what people would do is that they would then go to other states and drink and go to a bar and then drive home 10 times further, which then was increasing the likelihood of them getting into accidents, which then goes to show uh, government effing things up uh, more, just like usual. And so there's always, you know, opportunity costs. But anyways, we're now we're drifting out of stuff that has to do with the market. So, you know, I'm expecting the market to probably, when the futures eventually open up pretty soon here, uh, that we're going to see some negative news because of this whole uh, Saudi-Russia uh, deal. And I really think that, you know, with everybody, a lot of people thinking, oh, it's a quick V market recovery right back up. That, that means that we're not going to be in that, not financial advice. If you want financial advice, check out thelibertyadvisor.com. Quick shameless plug. But yeah, we're just here to give you guys information on what's going on. You guys can check Chris out at Zaphoid, Z-A-P-H-O-I-D on Twitter. He's also super active in our Discord that we run with John Snyson as well. So all my articles that I share on a daily basis go right into there. Uh, I've been super busy, obviously, making these videos, doing videos with uh, uh, Josh Segerson over at World of Turner Media. And also, uh, you guys can check out a recent video uh, or audio that I did with uh, Sam Tripoli, where I was on the Conspiracy Farm and Tinfoil Hat all at the same time, which that was awesome, being able to expose the Fed to, uh, to those audiences. But anyways, we appreciate Chris coming on. Always a wealth of knowledge. He'll be back, I'm sure, uh, especially maybe to talk about some crypto. That's one of the things that he is super knowledgeable in. But anyways, till next time, tip and... Chris Carabats signing off. Change the news. Take care. Sayonara. Guys.